millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. your house, Sean, with $23,000 in property taxes, yeah. okay? These are not mansions on, like, you know, the Riviera or something, you know? You know these are people's homes, and, and eventually they're going to literally tax you out of your property. You can't tax a right. They can't tax your right to free speech, and you can't tax your right to own property. Right. And so we're trying to wake the people up. Hey, friends. Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Look, I think you're going to appreciate this one. It's going to arm you with the knowledge that you need for you to understand that most of you out there are not required to pay any federal income tax. And beyond that, how about the most insidious tax of all, property tax? Well, in this one, Alphonse Fagiola explains exactly how you get out of paying that onerous damn thing as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends, and happy Independence Day to you and yours. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Well, it's no surprise to my listeners that the U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 70s when the dollar decoupled from gold. And the government seems bent on continuing the tradition of debasing your money. From now until the next elections, the government will just print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. This means one thing. The security of your family and your future is in your hands. There's no guarantee in any investment, so do your own due diligence. But I myself hold gold and silver. Make sure you retain the value of your wealth. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Gold is the one asset that is proven to withstand recession, inflation, and just about all economic threats. Noble Gold Investments is here to help you if you want to invest in gold. And this month, you're able to get a 24-carat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. The gold company I trust. The link is below. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's wonderful to have you back, guys. And uh, I want to tell you something. The tyranny and treason that we're now seeing at the highest levels, the highest echelons of our federal government, are causing many folks to now say, I will never pay taxes again. Why are people saying that? Well, here's just one of many examples. McCarthy floats impeachment of Merrick Garland by July 6th over IRS whistleblower testimony that Merrick Garland interfered in the Hunter Biden criminal probe. We have a government that is now despotic, guys. It does not represent we the people. There's a two-tiered system of justice, and the law does not apply to the elite who are now 
openly committing treason. I want to welcome back to the show Alphonse Fagiola, guys. Now, uh, this is a follow-up to my conversation with James Tracy and Randy Kelton, in which Randy Kelton mentioned suing over property taxes. Guys, this is the lawsuit he was thinking of. Alphonse has filed a property tax lawsuit in federal district court, and we're going to talk about that and so much more. Welcome back, Alphonse. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Yeah, it's Delaware County, Pennsylvania. It's funny. They, Sean, here, here's here's what scares me. I've started sending this suit out to, to media people, and the, the, the county does business under the county of Delaware. So these people, I send the suit to them. It's obvious it's a Pennsylvania suit. And I've gotten more than a few responses back saying, we don't handle things in Delaware. We handle things only in Pennsylvania. And I go, this is the, the level of news reporting we got. <laughs> you know, They see the county of Delaware, and they read no more. There's no checking of nothing, you know, and that, that's part of our problem is no one's really paying attention to what's going on. And our media is not digging in and, and calling these people and asking them, hey, this guy filed this suit against you guys. What do you have to say about this? This looks like a federal racketeering on a grand scale. So until the people start putting pressure on these people, it's going to be business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to show people the suit and we're going to talk about it. But uh, the first thing I want to ask you right out of the gate is, and I just saw this over on Twitter. It was somebody with a blue check mark who, upon hearing about how Hunter Biden has been let off for what is being called tax evasion. And on top of that, upon hearing about the new six billion dollars for the Ukraine that the Pentagon says they found because of an accounting error. This person said, I will never pay taxes again. I think all right-thinking Americans at this point are feeling the same way, Alphonse. So let me start there. Before we talk about the property tax lawsuit, what is our obligation as American citizens to pay income tax to an out-of-control criminal federal government? Well, income, people don't understand really what taxes are. Uh, taxes are... Uh, listen, you have a right to make a living. You, you, you have a substantive right to exist, you know, to feed your family, to shelter yourself. Uh, unless you were, you said, an organized and incorporated business up under the state, you're not a taxpayer, okay? If I'm Joe Blow and I, uh, you know, I paint cars and I do it on my own time and I, I, don't, I don't have a state license, I don't have to tell the state anything or pay the state any money. But if I go down and organize and incorporate a business under the state statutes, well, now... When I get a tax identification number, I'm I'm a taxpayer at that point. Now I got to pay income taxes. So you've heard the term, Sean. You know, uh, taxes are uh, voluntary. That's this is what they're talking about. That that painter, where the one guy doesn't go down to to uh, register the business, he he has no tax obligation to the state. The guy that goes down and registers a business under the state statutes, he's a taxpayer. He's obligated to pay taxes to the, to the state. So. Uh, uh, unless you're an organized incorporated entity under the state statutes, you're not a taxpayer. You really have no obligation to pay income taxes. The problem is, Sean, that they dumbed the people down to the point where first thing they're taught is you get in trouble. You go, go who do you go get, Sean? First time you get it when you get in trouble, who do you run to? Who are you supposed to run to? Well, I'm sure most folks. I'm sure most folks would run to a tax attorney, an attorney, right, or a tax attorney, right? Who's probably the worst person you can go to. Because they're some of the most ignorant people of law I've ever met, attorneys, okay? They're incompetent. Most attorneys I've met are literally incompetent. Uh, and, you know, they're taught, they're, they're not taught constitutional law in, in uh, uh, law school. They're taught basically procedure, okay? And everything they do is by statute. We'll, we'll get into that later of, of how that works. Uh, 
But uh, so, yeah, unless you are unless you register and organize a business, Sean, you're not a, you're not a taxpayer. But the problem is this has become so ingrained in the people. They got everybody identifying themselves as taxpayers uh, and people don't understand how to challenge these people, how to challenge your local municipality, the county and the IRS when they come after you. And that's sort of what we're about is, you know, when people get in our face, we go after them with lawsuits, you know, instead of protesting, protesting is not going to do you any good. Okay. You can protest all you want until you start suing people. That's when they start paying attention to you because you could yap, yap, yap all you want. And they don't care until you serve that lawsuit to them. Then it's the coming to God moment for them because a lot of times the local people that are doing this stuff, they get sued in both their official capacity and their individual capacity, which means their home, bank account, and business are at risk for what they're doing. And until you can put that liability on them, they don't care about what you're going to, what you have to, what you and I have to say, Sean. They could care less. Okay. Right. Is there a tax more insidious than the property tax? Because of the property tax, one is never fully the owner of one's own home because of this insidious thing called property tax, which I'll tell you firsthand only goes up exponentially, it seems, every single year because the schools always need more money, Alphonse. How insidious is the property tax? I don't buy into that notion that you're never the owner of your property. You're always the owner of your property. The problem is you've got people, the locals are mistrained, the people at the local level and the people at the county level are mistrained. And uh, the attorneys that, that they run to that, that, that orchestrate all this stuff, the Bar Association, they don't have any more clue of the tax code than the locals do. Okay. And they, they cherry pick statutes and the way this works and the, the, the easiest way to do is to just give a, a background of how this taxation stuff works, uh, Sean, and, and, and how we got here. You have a, your local tax collector, okay? You've got municipalities. That's your local town, your local borough, your local city. And then you have the county. So you're, most people are dealing with two tax districts. They're a local taxing district, which means the borough they live in or the town they live in, and the county. And the tax collector for your local taxing district, that's your city, your town, he serves, he wears two hats. He, he serves two purposes. He's collecting the local taxes for the local borough, the local town, the local city, and he's collecting the school tax and the county tax. Okay. The school tax is actually, that's also a separate legal entity. The school is a, usually they're, they're set up as what they're called a municipal authority that they're set up as school districts. Uh, so the tax collector is collecting for the local municipality. He's collecting for the school district and he's collecting the county taxes. Okay. And if those taxes are not paid, what that tax collector does is he files a return with the tax bureau of the county saying this account is delinquent. And then they start going through this tax process. But what you need to understand about these municipalities, let me see if I get my notes up here. Here we go. Uh, Municipalities are what they call creatures of the state, Sean. means they're created under the state statutes and they're created at the pleasure and whim of the legislature. The legislature could extinguish any municipality they want with a couple of strokes of a pen. So they're they're considered creatures of the state. Uh, And when you're a creature of the state, you have no inherent rights, only the rights that are granted to them or powers that are granted to them by the state legislature. And that's done through statutes. That's what statutes are for, Sean. They're they're, they're the way the legislature communicates with creatures of the state. 
Uh, and if, if it's, if you talk about a mayor or a police chief or a, a, a tax collector or a treasurer, they're also creatures of statute because they work for these creatures of the state. They also are creatures of statute. What that means is they have no inherent power to do anything whatsoever unless it's expressly granted to them in what's called a strictly constructed statute. And when I say strictly constructed, what that means is if it's not spelled out clearly, they can't do it. But that is not what's happening today, Sean. What they're doing is they are they're free-forming it, basically. They'll look at a statute and say, well, we don't want to follow this part because that's not good for us. <laughs> We're just going to follow that part. okay? And you're talking about a, a separated justice system. Here's what's going on with the justice system, Sean. And m- m- many people are confused about this. And it's no more complicated than this. You have administrative courts and you have judicial courts of law. And over the years, they have merged the two together. So a a court, like your local court, can hear both uh, administrative uh, acts they can rule on and they can rule on judicial uh, acts. Uh, Go read. Go read your state administrative uh, act, your, 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 your state administrative procedure act. Okay, that's what your municipalities and these uh, municipal corporations are operating under. So what they've done to us, Sean, is they have dumbed the people down to the point where they're pulling them in these administrative courts, uh, traffic court. Okay, <laughs> that that is a, an administrative court. Okay, a lot of your local uh, tax issues or whatever. Say say you didn't get a permit to put a, a a roof on your house, and they drag you into this little Mickey Mouse local municipal court. That is an administrative court, Sean. That is not a judicial court. They could care less about the Constitution, though they're not supposed to be doing that. In those little courts, they could care less about the Constitution. They operate strictly by statute, Sean. Whatever the statute says, that's what they follow. And what they do is they have dumbed the people down to believe their remedies only exist in that statute. They're treating them like creatures that we were talking about it. They're treating them like creatures of statute. You and I are not a creature of statute, Sean. We did not get our rights from the state legislature. The state legislature doesn't grant us rights, okay? Uh, so we are not creatures of statute. But people go in and they don't understand this. And, and you've heard judges say, get that constitution out of my court. You know, I, I actually heard a judge say that. Get that constitution out of my court. Now, I, I would sue the hell out of that guy. But the average person doesn't understand that he's not in a judicial court. And, and how would you know that? Well, Sean, if a process server doesn't show up to your door, knock on the door and say, hey, Sean, I got some documents for you. Here, you've been served. That's how you start and initiate a real court process. If you get something in the mouth, Sean, that says you got to show up to this little traffic court, that is not how you initiate a formal lawsuit. This you're, you're in. They're trying to pull you into an administrative court. And you've got to know how to counter that, okay? Uh, now, you had asked earlier, Sean, uh, th- does that all make sense so far? Yeah, it does. I have follow-up questions, but uh, I'm sure. going to just go ahead, ask. Well, yeah, I'll yeah. let you keep going. I mean, No, my- no, go ahead before I get too far ahead. Well, go one ahead. follow-up question is this. Is there not then such a statute that would allow for these counties to apply a property tax to your home and assess you a fee that if you don't pay, they will put a lien on your home and ultimately take it? Does that statute not exist? No, it doesn't exist. There's no, there's no, in all 50 states, you'll never find a statute where they could put a non-commercial home on an ad valorem tax roll. 
these tax rolls in all these counties showing all 50, uh, uh, all 50 states, every county in all the 50 states, they are ad valorem tax rolls. And when you go read what ad valorem is, they're, they're commercial tax rolls, uh, Sean. Think about it this way. Sean, you have a right to free speech? Yeah, you bet I do. Okay. Can I put a value on free speech and tax you for it, Sean? No. Okay. Do you have a right to own property in this country, Sean? In fact, it is one of the only, if not the only country on planet Earth where we do have that right to property ownership. You are correct. Sean, can I put a value on that property and tax it? You can't. Nobody can. Think about it this way. And here's the most basic way I try to explain it to people. Sean, does the state legislature own your property? No, they do not. Can the state legislature grant themselves rights in your property? No, they damn well cannot. Now, we've all heard that. There's no dispute about that. No court will ever dispute that, okay? So there must be a process, Sean, for the state legislature to tax the property. There's got to be a way for them to tax the property. Well, there is. It's when you, we talked about earlier, when you organize and incorporate a business under the state statutes, you become a taxpayer. And in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is one of the states that are real clear on what a taxpayer is. It's Pennsylvania Code 61, Section 153.1a and 155.1a. And the reason I mention them, because I want people to go look in your own state and find a similar statute. I'm going to read you the definition of what a taxpayer is showing off the top of my head. You tell me if this is you. An entity organized and incorporated under the statutes and conducting business in the uh, this Commonwealth and owning property in the Commonwealth or deploying capital and property in the Commonwealth as a, 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 a corporation, a partnership, an estate. Is that you, Sean? Doesn't sound like me, the person, the living so you're man. You're not a taxpayer. You, you, in other words, you don't, you don't, that, that's the only way the state legislature can get a, what's called a citus. A citus sounds like a fancy term. A citus is a right to tax the property. And, and, and Steve will jump on you for you to say this. Let me clarify. A taxable citus, not a citus, a taxable citus. The only way the state legislature gets a taxable citus, which means a right to tax the property, is when you organize and incorporate that business under the state statutes, okay? Then you become a taxpayer. You fall under that 61, 153.1a and 155.1a. You fall under that statute. You are a taxpayer pursuant to Pennsylvania state tax codes. That's the only way that the state legislature can tax the property. Now, you and I just went through this routine. They don't own the property. They can't grant themselves rights in the property. So what's the only way that they can touch the property? There has to be a process in writing that the state legislature can tax your property. And there is. It's in those state statutes. And it all has to do with organizing and incorporating a business under the state statutes. That's the only way they can touch the property. Now let's talk about the local county, Sean. The counties and the county and think about the county as the crime boss, the local crime boss, okay? And the local municipalities, your town and borough, they're they're the they're the hit guys that work, you know, for for the crime boss. They they go out and do the dirty deeds, okay? They they work for the crime boss. So think about this. They are the county is a political subdivision of the state. It's sort of like a mini state, okay? And the local municipality, your local town, your local borough, your local city, uh, they are also political subdivisions. They're municipalities, but they're also political subdivisions of the state. But they sort of answer to the county. 
they, they, they're, everything they're doing tax-wise is coming through the county. It's coming off that assessment. And we'll get into what that assessment is. Now, here's how municipalities work, Sean. And it's, and it's in case law. It's case law after case law, it states. Get this, Sean. A municipality has no inherent rights to do anything, not even write ordinances, unless the legislature expressly grants them that right in a strictly constructed statute, which means if it's not clear in that statute, they don't have that power. So there has to be a way. We just talked about this, Sean, where we said that the legislature doesn't have it on on the property. They don't have inherent rights to just grant themselves rights in the property. So then if they can't tax the property directly, Sean, right, we've come to that conclusion. The state, there's no way the legislature can, can tax your property directly because you're not an organized entity doing business in the state. So then if the state can't do it, how can they do it? If the state can't do it directly to you and I, how can they do it indirectly through the county? They can't. <laughs> and there's also state, there's also court settings that talk about that, that the, the court say, gee, if we find it odd, that the legislature could create a creature of the state, and he referred to them as creatures, Sean, that the legislature could create a creature of the state that can do indirectly, which means tax your property, which they can't do directly. <laughs> so if the legislature can't tax it, how the heck is the county and your local town taxing the property? They can't. And to answer your question, Sean, no. There is no statute in law that explains how you take a non-commercial property, a home that you eat, sleep, and drink in, and like Steve says, and maybe conduct some monkey business in there, okay? You can't tax that. There's no process for them to put a non-commercial property on an ad valorem tax roll, which is a commercial pro- it's a commercial tax roll. Can't find any process like that, Sean. And this is the problem, the county of Delaware here. And let me specify for all the news people out there, County of Delaware is in Pennsylvania, not Delaware, okay? Because these people read County of Delaware and they go, oh, we don't handle things in Delaware. We handle things in Pennsylvania. And I'm going, oh, my God, I sent you the suit. I got you the cover sheet there. Pennsylvania's all over it. This is the level of news reporting, Sean. Nobody's reading nothing, okay? <laughs> Nobody reads anything anymore. And this is why we're in this mess. Can I ask you something? Go ahead. What I'm wondering is... How did we get here? What is the rope-a-dope mechanism that they use so that they do tax our properties? Now, when we go to close on a home, we sign document after document after document. Mountains of paper, most of which never gets read by those signing it. I'm guilty of that. So yes. is there some rope-a-dope mechanism, some language in there where we thereby sign away or we agree to let them tax it as a commercial property? Is that what's no. happening? How no, no. are we being taxed, though? How do we get out of this property tax? Yeah, and, and let, let's clear something up. One of the patriot mythology things that drive me, it makes me want to bang my head against a brick wall. I hear it so much. Listen, when you register property, you do not grant, you not, you do not give ownership or any rights to the property up to anybody when you register property. It's a good thing to register property. You want to register your property. Here's what property registration is for. It's so that, Sean, I, somebody couldn't come along and kill you and your family, okay, and burn all your papers and get on your property and say, this is now my property. And you have no records to prove otherwise. That's why we they set up registration to stop land disputes. So that back in the old days, the, 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 when we were set on the, the West, people were pushing each other off properties, burning papers, you know, killing families, and just claiming property. This is mine now. 
So that's why the registration was set up. The registration system was set up just just to protect property, to stop land disputes. So to clarify, you do not give up rights to your property when you register it. Uh, how do we get into this? Here's a little rope-a-dope they do, Sean. When the developer bought this land here, okay, this is all open land, and they built whatever, three different types of houses they come in and they build. All right. He's a taxpayer, Sean. He's a legitimate taxpayer, okay? Uh, he He is conducting a business privilege in the state, okay? They're allowing him to build in the taxing district, in the local taxing district and in the state taxing district. They're allowing him to develop buildings and to sell to people, okay? So he is a taxpayer. So what they do is they categorize the property as taxable, which it is at that point when the builder has it. When he sold that property to the first person, if that person was not a... Uh, a, a legitimate taxpayer, meaning somebody that had an organized and incorporated business under the state statutes, and he's just Joe Blow who's raising a family and, you know, working at whatever, General Electric, uh, that property should have came off the tax roll, Sean. Should have took it off the tax roll. But what they do is they left it on there, and they just keep it as taxable property. And the local assessment, the, the, the assessment manager of the county they will literally go in there, Sean, and take the deed and call it, change it to a taxable deed. Nothing in your paperwork that you sign a closing, even though it's a bad idea to sit there. And I know we, I did it, too, back in 1992 when I bought my house. You sit there and you just sign a million papers. You have no idea what you're signing. You know what I would tell people in the future, you're going to buy property and you're going to go to closing. Tell them you want to see all the paperwork in advance. You want the paperwork in advance so you can read this stuff. So that when you sit down to sign it, you know what the heck you're signing. Okay, so that you want to check. But even in that paperwork, you do not grant them the right to tax the property. But here's the little rope-a-dope that goes on, Sean. Most people have to finance property through a mortgage, okay? And the lender, here's what the lender's worried about. Uh, If the borrower stops paying taxes, the tax lien will go in front of the the lender's uh, uh, lien, okay? Because when you finance property with a mortgage, that puts a lien on the property right away. They, they, they put a lien on the property right away to lender. And when you pay it off, they lift the lien. So what they're worried about is if the, the, the borrower stops paying property taxes, uh, that who, the county's tax lien will go in front of their lien and the borrower could lose the property. Uh, so they don't, what they do is they sort of try and force most people to pay taxes with the mortgage. Now you can separate it out. I recommend people do that. I, I did it. I had I paid my taxes separately aside from my mortgage, uh, but you, you would want to separate it out. But so that's another little thing they do is uh, the 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 lender when, when they put the paperwork in, they're paying the taxes. Like when you sit down, they'll say, you know, you buy it from you know Joe Smith. You're buying a property from, and you been, Joe Smith's been there six months, and he he paid for the year for the taxes, for the school tax and all they pay for the year. So then they're going to give Joe Smith a credit back for six months of taxes. And, and maybe Joe Smith owes a little taxes and, and you're going to wind up paying some of those taxes and they're going to pay the County with that. So, so when they register the property, the assessor will go in there and he'll make sure it's a taxable deed. And when you read the County records, it'll say deed taxable. So, to me, that's falsification of records. That's that's tampering with with uh, financial instruments. Uh, that assessor has no authority to be doing that.
the head assessors, no authority to do that. And when I knew a fraction of what I knew, Sean, back in 2019, I got an opportunity to sit down with the records coordinator for the county and the head assessor who puts properties on and off the tax roll. And I knew about 3% of what I know now. But I knew what to ask. There's, there's certain questions. I said, Mr. Van Zels, how did my property get on your tax roll? And he actually said to me, it was like that when I got here. <laughs> oh, okay. There, there's a reason. But but I said, legally, how did you get it? How does it get on the tax roll? And next thing out of his mouth, Sean, he lawyered up. Well, you got to talk to our attorneys. Well, why would I want to talk to your attorneys? That's like asking me to go talk to the guy who cuts your grass. Okay. Why, why would I go talk to the guy who cuts your grass? to find out why you put my property on your tax roll. You're the tax assessor. You're the one that told me you have the power to put property on and off the roll. So why would I go talk to your attorneys? Your attorneys have any ownership of my property? No. Do they have any interest in my property? No. Does anybody have a tax interest in my property? No, not when you look at the law they don't, which is what my lawsuit's about. There is no statute that allows them to put a non-commercial piece of property on an ad valorem tax roll. And this is what drives them crazy. This is why Steve Emerson in Florida has gotten like 20 properties off the county just in his just in his county of Florida. And he's got about 20 properties off. And he's probably got about 40 nationwide off the tax rolls. This is the problem they run into when you file that lawsuit. They cannot explain, Sean, how they're getting your non-commercial property on their ad valorem tax roll. Because we just talked about They can't do anything that's not expressly granted to them by the legislature. They can't show you any statute where the legislature expressly granted them the right to put a non-commercial home of some guy who's raising a family who just eats, sleeps, and drinks there and uses it as shelter, how they can put that on their their ad valorem tax roll. And like we also stated, you have a right to own property in this country. We're one of the few countries, you're right, that you have an absolute right to own property to the exclusion of all others. So how do you, you can't tax a right. They can't tax your right to free speech, and you can't tax your right to own property. And here's the other catch-22, Sean. We talked about it earlier. There's no such thing as a separate property tax. Now let that sink into your head. Most people, that freaks most people out. There's no such thing as a standalone property tax. It does not exist, okay? But these idiots at the county and the local level, they think there is. They think because the property is in their, their area, their taxing district, that they can tax every square inch of property in that, in that area. And, and that's not how the tax code's written. But they're mistrained, they're arrogant, and when they get in trouble, they run to their attorneys, and the attorneys try and bulldoze you around or intimidate you, okay? And uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's pretty much what they're doing, Sean, is uh, the original builder was the taxpayer, and when he sells the property, they just sort of leave it on the tax roll, Sean. They, they, don't, they don't convert it over to you know, non-taxable. That's interesting. All right. Well, that's the big picture. Let's take a look at the lawsuits specifically. And uh, it would seem to me that if you went to the tax collectors you did and you, uh, and you basically read him the riot act and uh, he admitted, look, it was just here when I got here, and he, he can't explain why your property is being taxed. Well, maybe instead of being sued, he should just take your tax, your property off their tax rolls and save himself the headache. But here now you're suing them. And uh, if you win, then this becomes precedent, right? I mean, this is a big deal. Tell us about it. Yeah, listen, you're right. And that's why we do record requests. Sean. We do we do formal state record requests. You know, you don't do informal requests. You go through, use your whatever your state FOIA procedure is. In Pennsylvania, it's called the right to know law. You use the right to know law and use their forms, you know, so that they have no excuse on why they're not 
giving you these records. And when you want to do a, uh, you really only need about three things, Sean, for the, like most people want to do a record request and they turn it into a, uh, a 10 page diatribe, you know, like, or they retry and read in the riot act. Listen, these people have no clue what they're doing. These are button pushers that get these jobs. They get these jobs. They're told, you know, you do this and you do that and you do this and you do that. And they don't know why they're doing it. They don't know the legalities of what they're doing. So uh, they don't understand the actual legal process. Uh, so what you want to do is there's three main records you're going to want to get. You're going to ask for, Sean, you're going to ask for the return that was filed for the property in order to create the assessment. And you're not going to get a record back, Sean. They're going to say either we have no such record in existence or they're going to actually come out and say, like they did in my record request, we don't use returns for property taxes. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> Because I got a ton of state tax code losses. You need a return to create an assessment. You can't have an assessment without a return, Sean. You got to have a return file to have an assessment. What so return say, are you talking about? Are you talking about a tax return? What are you talking about? What return? Well, in your county, the actual real legitimate businesses that are registered with the state, they file a return with the county each year. Uh, they, they file a tax return with the county each year. Okay. Right? And, and from that return, the county can create an assessment. And in my local tax code, here, I'll give you the definition of what they call an assessment in my local tax enabling act in Pennsylvania. Now, get this, Sean. Here's what, a, uh, here's what an assessment is. They define it as an underpayment. People go, well, what's that mean on Un- underpayment? Well, think about it. The business is required to file a return with the county each year. So the, ca- the, the business self-assesses, basically. They, they fill an assessment out what they think they owe, you know, and they don't fill their form out, and they, they submit it. And if the county gets that and they go, well, you know, Bob's, uh, you know, tow company, he's saying he owes $8,000, but we think Bob owes $10,000 based on these receipts we have and this and that. So they will send him an assessment, Sean, for $2,000. Why? It's an underpayment. He he underpaid by $2,000, okay? But they needed the return to get to that assessment. They got to know what the the business brought in or else what what are you assessing? You got to have a basis of an assessment. And here's what a real assessment is, Sean. It's in my state tax code. I guarantee it's in your state tax code. Assessments must have three elements, but this is like my cousin Vinny thing. They're only going to show you one element, Sean. They're going to show you that they're going to give you the market value of the property, which is easily you can get that from Zillow and Truly and all these other uh, you know websites that, that do real estate stuff. So they're going to show you the market value, the ballpark market value of the property. And they're going to try to claim that they can create an assessment off that. But what they're not telling you when you read your state tax code, there's two more elements that they must consider in, in arriving at an actual value of the property. The second is depreciation and replacement costs. Sean, do you depreciate and, and send replacement costs to your county for your home? No, but that's a really, really good point because, again, every time we get a new property tax bill for the coming year and it always goes up literally like 10%, right. sometimes more, 15%, it will cite the new market value. And I'm here to tell you that that market value on my house used to be a lot less than I think the real market value was. Now, their assessed market value, I think, is really almost exceeding the value that I could ever possibly sell this house for. And that's and that's to speak nothing of the depreciation. I mean, you got to paint the house. you got to maintain the house. you got to put a new roof on the house. I mean, give me a break. You're right. Market value. Talk about okay, it. So, yeah, there's market value. There's, there's depreciation and the replacement costs. 
And there's also the third approach that they need to consider, Sean, income approach. You bring an income in on your property there, Sean, with your family living there? No, it's a good question here because this is the difference between a non-commercial property and a commercial property. And you just said you can't tax a non-commercial property. But how about for people who work out of their home? You got a home office. Now are they saying that your property is a commercial property? Depends on how you're using the home office. I mean, if you have a registered business with the state and you're using your home to conduct that business, you're you're going to be liable for a property tax. Hence why they came up with a homestead exemption, Sean, which also had been bastardized by the county. Okay, here's what a homestead exemption was, Sean. Back when they started the tax system, yet a lot of people were farmers, you know, or cattle that they raised cattle, whatever. So maybe the guy used 75 percent of his property to farm or to raise cattle. And the other 25% he used for his family, where his, where his family lived. So they couldn't tax that part of the property, Sean. They couldn't tax the 25%. So they had to give them what? A homestead exemption, okay? They, they could only tax that 75%, not the other 25%. But today, what these counties have done, they've treated the homestead exemption as sort of like a discount coupon on taxes. And if you really read what taxes are, uh, taxes are supposed to be uh, equal, uh, portioned equally. Well, if your neighbor has a homestead exemption and you don't, your neighbor's paying less taxes than you. There's nothing equal about that, okay? So yeah, they're, they are literally bastardizing the tax. They're, they're, they're perverting the tax system is what they're doing, okay? So you need to have those three elements for an assessment. Now, the counties, in, in, the businesses in your county, Sean, each year they file a return with that information on there to the county. When the county gets that return, they can then assess them a, a tax, what, what that business owes, just like people do with a 1040 form. That's what they're doing. They're basically self-reporting themselves with that 1040 form. What happens? You file that return, right? The 1040, the accountant gets it, puts it in the computer, blah, blah, blah. Sean, here, you owe this or you're going to get this refund back. But she, that's the assessment she's giving you. She can't give you that assessment until you finish that 1040 form. So she plugs all that data in there on that return, and then she'll give you the assessment. It's the same thing with a business, Sean, locally. They got to file a return to get the assessment. Now, you and me, Sean, we don't file returns with the county, okay? I've never filed a return with the county. And there's one statute here. It's uh, it's under either 72, I think it's t- under Title 72, 4843.1. Now, they stopped collecting this in 1998, Sean, and I think that was done purposely. Because why would a county stop collecting a tax that they have a, 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 an authority to collect? Here's why I think they stopped collecting it. Because in that statute, it was very clear. It said, it said return by taxpayer, Sean, 4843.1, return by taxpayer. And it states in there, Sean, that the business, the entity is required to file a return created by the county each and every year. That's a taxpayer. Well, that makes it real clear what a taxpayer is, that, that statute right there. That 4843.1. Locally, it shows exactly what a taxpayer is. Just like the state code does, that 61, 153.1, 155.1, where it states an entity organized and incorporated under the statutes and doing business. And here's how people don't read things right, Sean. You first have to clear that hurdle. You've got to be an entity organized and incorporated under the state statutes. You first got to jump that hurdle before they talk about and conducting business in the state and owning property in the state. So just because you own property in the state, you don't fall into that 61, 153.1, 155.1a, because you're not an entity organized and incorporated under the statutes. 
Same thing with this 48431 statute that they stopped collecting here in 1998 because it made it real clear that taxpayers file a return each year with the county. And you and I don't do that, Sean. Uh, I've lived here since 1992. So I never fought from 1992 to 98, Sean. I never filed a return with the county under 4843.1. And states under there, if I didn't do that, Sean, I'm supposed to be taxed. I'm supposed to be uh, penalized $600, fine $600, and and could be jailed, it says. Actually could be jailed. I've never paid any fine, and I've never been jailed for not filing a return with the county. So what they're doing is they're perverting the actual state tax code. Okay, so for listeners who uh, are following along as I am, how do we extricate ourselves from this illegal property tax? Do we all have to file a lawsuit, or is the hopefully successful outcome of your lawsuit going to be the uh, hat trick we need to pull this thing off? Well, <clears throat> Steve has done this. Steve, Steve's legendary, the, 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 the settlements he's gotten for this stuff. But uh, uh, the difference here is, listen, this is all, everything I've done is based off of what I learned off of him and just reading on my own, just, you know, he, he sort of, would steer me in the right direction. You know, now you're off on a tangent here. You want to go here. You want to go there. Go, go read your state tax code. So to tell people, listen, we have a free file up on my telegram group. Uh, one of my members compiled every interview Steve ever did. The document Steve gives when Steve's going to help somebody with property taxes and please don't contact Steve to help you with property taxes. He's overwhelmed with that stuff. He handles just a couple people that are in bad situations. He'll go help. But, uh, he puts a, like, like a 28 page document together, uh, First document he gives people and tells them, read this. I need you to read this. I need you to understand this. And then he'll sort of quiz them on it because if they're not going to take time to learn that 28-page document, he's not going to help them because he knows that they don't have the the, the, the fire to go at this thing. You got to basically, you got you to dig into this thing. So he's got, like, they got like nine interviews on there, audio interviews. They got a document Steve uh, created, a, a, a tax court document that he created for somebody, uh, a, a homeowners association document he created for somebody. Uh and also my ta- my documents are now in that that file too, I think, starting to get included there. My property tax thing. So first thing I tell people, Sean, go get the free, it's called the Steve Emerson version five zip file. Go get go download that. It's free. We don't charge you nothing for it. Go get it. Make that your legal Bible. Okay. Listen to those interviews he did, the audio interviews. Listen to them constantly. I, I know people in my group, they've listened to them constantly, and you're always picking new stuff up. That'll wrap your head around how this, like, like what I'm talking about today, how this tax system works. Re- listen to them, read the document. Then now you have the actual lawsuit that I sent you. You got a copy of it. Now they have the actual lawsuit, uh, Sean, that was written all. That, that suit looks like something Steve would have written, okay? That Steve's seen that suit before I filed it. Steve knows what's in that suit. That's something Steve would have wrote, okay? So you right there, you've got, for the first time ever, Sean, you, you've got, the, the training material for free, the interviews, his document. Now you've got the actual lawsuit. Mine's written for Pennsylvania, but it's the same in every state. Go take my statutes and go reference them to your state statutes because it's all the same stuff, Sean. All taxation works the same in every state. Now, now it might be slight differences, but it's all commercial, okay? It, it, all taxes are commercial, and you can't tax a non-commercial property. You can't get it on an ad valorem tax roll, because like we talked about earlier, you can't tax a right to own property. And they can't even explain that, Sean. That basic thing, when you ask them, do I have a right to own property? Yeah. How are you taxing that right? Or or can you tax that right? 
they get that deer in the headlight look, you know, because they can't explain how the property's on the tax roll. They don't know. They've just been doing this for so long, and that's called a custom practice and policy. They've been doing a custom practice and policy for so long, it almost takes on the force of law. So go learn that stuff. you got my suit as a guide. you got to dig into this and wrap your head around it. You know, it, there's no magic document you're going to file. Now, if you want to make this, here's our hope, me and Steve's hope, is if you want to change this thing, Sean, I'm on a media blitz in Pennsylvania right now. Uh, I got, I sent 340 lawsuits out to media outlets in Pennsylvania. Uh, somebody just got, got another list of 500 media outlets in Pennsylvania uh, yesterday. They posted. Now I'm going to hit those 500. You're talking 850 media outlets. You, you want to stop this stuff? You want to get a wave and, and get this fixed for, for good for everybody? Start making phone calls. Take five or ten minutes out of your day. Call. Start calling some people on that list. And the first one I tell you to call, call a local, call my local district attorney that I got the number on there. Call the sheriff. Call uh, call the uh, inspector general, the attorney general. Call the governor's office. Call them and ask them, hey, did you see this lawsuit this guy filed? Man, this sure looks like federal racketeering on a grand scale. Why is the county not answering this lawsuit? Why are they dickering around? trying to get this lawsuit dismissed on crap, BS. If there's a legitimate process, Sean, to tax a property, could the attorney turn around and within three or four pages write down exactly the statutes that he used and the county used to put my non-taxable property on their tax roll? He should be able to do that easy. In a day, he should be able to do that. Yet he can't do it, Sean. He's got nothing to, to show for that. So if you want to make this change, Learn it yourself. Get the, the Steve Everson file. Get my uh, my lawsuit. Read that. Get get till that st- sinks in your head and start making calls. Call locally for me because when they start getting pressure and media people start calling the county or the FBI starts calling the county and asking, "Hey, what's going on with this guy's lawsuit?" You know, and it starts to look bad for them, Sean, because we're forty days now. We're a little over thirty three days in right now. And the county hasn't submitted an answer, Sean. I should have got an answer in two or three days. If they're legitimate process, they could answer right away. Right. Start putting pressure on these people. Call the loose organization up and say, hey, why are you people calling the county on this? Why are you checking on this? You know, this is this is theft. They're stealing from you. They're stealing from me. Everybody pays property taxes. Don't, isn't that important to you? You know, here they're about $7,000 a year. They're ripping people off. That's a lot of money. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Just a quick word about our sponsor. There's no guarantee in any investment, so do your own due diligence. But I myself hold gold and silver. The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s when Nixon decoupled the dollar from gold, and the government is bent on continuing the tradition. From now until the next elections, the government will simply print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. Gold is the one asset that has proven to withstand this type of inflation. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments, and this month you can get a 24-carat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. Yeah, and it keeps going up. And where it's so incredibly insidious, and in my view unconstitutional, is that it prices people... 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision who maybe built those homes 50 years ago, it prices people on a fixed income out of their property eventually. And so it really is theft by taxation. And I want to show you something here. I want to just uh, get your view on this because in my view, the court system, and I've had guests on who disagree with me. They think we have a beautiful system here and we need to use the law because the law is beautiful. I get that. But it seems to me that now we have this thing called lawfare. That's what they're using against President Donald J. Trump as the Biden crime family can commit all level of treason and they get off. So what do you make of this news item? Denver judge rejects effort to block a 10-year property tax relief plan from going before Colorado voters in November. Can you imagine? People are trying to do things to get property tax relief, and courts and judges are saying, nope, the system's fine how it is, we're just going to keep taxing you. 
What do you make of that news item, Alphonse? Well, it's funny. I look at that in a different way than most people look at it. First of all, that's talking about property relief, isn't it? Right. It's not talking about eliminating property. It's not talking about fixed actual following the tax. No, no, no. That's just my point, though. People are just asking for a little bit of a reprieve. Stop taxing us out of our homes. And a judge says, no, we're not even going to put that in front of the voters. Right. And and to me, here's my thing with that. Listen, I don't care what these people do. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what the, 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 the feds are doing. I don't care. I, I know I have these. You have them, Sean, and I have them. I have these inherent indefeasible rights, inalienable rights, okay? And as long as I exercise them properly, doesn't matter what they pass or what they want to put on a voter, doesn't matter. As long as I defend my rights, they can't, they can't, Sean, they, they, like Steve said, listen, they can't take your rights away from you, Sean. They can't do it, okay? They can only BS you into believing that you don't have rights or that you can't do something. They can't take the right away from you. It's always available to you. The problem we're having in this country is people have never been taught this stuff. They've never taken the Dr. Graves course. You know, take the Dr. Graves course, best $250 you'll ever spend. I know Sean's got an affiliate link, I'm sure. Uh, It is affiliate link. Go take the Graves course for $250. I'm telling you, with that $250 course, you'll know more than 90% of the attorneys in your area. Uh, you got to know the basics. So it's it's no it's no more complicated than this, Sean. Your rights. It's like you have an F thirty five fighter jet in, in your driveway, and you that's got more. You could kill everybody that bothers you with that jet, except when the Huns come charging over the hill to get you, Sean. You can't even climb up the ladder to get into the cockpit. You don't even know how to get the cockpit open. Okay, that's your rights. That's exactly what's been done to us through school and through the media. It's an indoctrination factory. You know, how do you go through 12 years of school and not understand how to, they teach you how these rights, but they don't tell you the basic elements of what a court case is and how to defend yourself in court. Basic elements. Why don't they teach the jurisdictionary stuff in a course in high school? Why don't they have a, a legal course in high school so that, if you have a problem with a traffic ticket or a tax bill, or whatever, that you know how to how to, to protect yourself and defend it, because they don't want you to know this, Sean. They want you to be a good little lemming and go along with the program. And the dumber they can keep you, the easier it is for them to do this stuff to you. That's so, I, I look at it when I look at those news stories. I look at them in a different way. I don't care what what that the judges keep them off the referendum bill. Anyone upset about that? Go sue these people. And and listen, you've got. For the first time ever, you've got the actual, an actual lawsuit that's going to pound these people. They, they can't answer this lawsuit. It's not a free man on the land suit showing where I like, you know, here people will go into in court and they'll argue property taxes are illegal. No, they're not. Property taxes are perfectly legal. When they're applied to the proper entities, <laughs> the proper legal entities, they're, they're, they're legal. So you don't go in and argue property taxes are illegal. You go, no, 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 listen, I'm looking at the actual state tax code. Here's how you have to get a property on the tax roll. Here's how this, the law say you have to do it. The county doesn't have any of these papers to do that. They don't have a return. They don't have a valid assessment. They made some numbers up and slapped it on a piece of paper and called it an assessment. That's not an assessment. That's not what an assessment is. That's not an assessment under the state tax law. It's not an assessment. And when they're taking these properties, Sean, listen, in every state constitution, they can't take property without due process of law. 
That means you got to have a trial here, my man. You got to have a trial before you can take somebody's property. And if you do take property like eminent domain, you got to give somebody just compensation for the property, what the property's worth, the moving costs. You just can't take property for the sake of taking property. But that's what these lo- local uh, counties and, and local uh, boroughs and all are doing. They're, they're taking property from people without any due process. And when you read the tax code, Sean, you'll read a process where in Pennsylvania it'll say suit for taxes. The only person that can bring a suit for tax in Pennsylvania, the attorney general of the state. And when you read that statute that talks about a suit for taxes, which is actually under the Pennsylvania Tax Reform Code of 1971, which is which is the, the cornerstone of all the tax code in Pennsylvania. It's coming from that, that 1971 reform code. When you read suit for taxes and you read the, the, the statute that says how a suit's brought for taxes, it'll state this is in addition to, Sean, in addition to any other remedies. Because it doesn't say you get to pick or choose. Like, you can say we don't want to use this and just use the other stuff. It says in addition to this. But that's not what the local county's doing, Sean. They're skipping this because this is bad for them. They, they don't want to go to court and file because uh, they there is no cause of action, Sean, for not paying taxes for a private, for a a non-commercial home, okay? There's no cause of action. They can't sue you or me for not paying taxes. There there can be no lawsuit because there's no law, there's no statute for it for them to sue under that. So they can't, they can't get there. So they like to go to point B first before they hit point A, okay? And what your job is to to make them follow the actual tax code law. And the way you start this, to, to Get your feet wet, Sean. I'm going to give you three things to ask for. Like I said, I want you to ask for the uh, the return filed for the property. You're not going to get any of this stuff back, okay? You might get the third one back, uh, and that's going to be deficient too. You could ask for number one, the return filed to create the return filed involving the property, which they're creating the assessment from. They're going to tell you they don't have it, or they're going to tell you that they don't use returns for property taxes. That's all you need. I'm not going to fight about it. I just want an answer from them. Number two, you're going to ask for the actual signed assessment. I'm going to sign the assessment because what they gave me, Sean, was two pages look like they put it off Zillow or Trulia. Okay? It's not an assessment. It's somebody slapped some numbers on a piece of paper. I don't know who did it. I'm blaming it's got to be that the assessor had assessor. He's responsible for that, even though there's no name on it. But a true assessment, Sean, is supposed to be signed by the assessor. That's what USPAP guidelines are. That's an assessment uh, the, uh, standard throughout the U.S. The assessments have to be signed. So you ask for the signed assessment. They're going to send you a two-page uh, Zillow printout, Sean. That's fine. Take that. Don't need to fight about it. And the third thing you're going to ask for, the legally lawfully promulgated statutes. Let me read that again. Legally and lawfully promulgated statutes that they follow to put your property on the Radford tax roll. You want them to show, hey, listen, Sean, we're following Title 53881111 and this one. You want to see the exact statutes. You may get that back, okay? And when you get that back, when you learn how to read this stuff, you're going to know that that, that is really not meant for you, these statutes. Because we were just talking about this, Sean. you got to be an entity organized and incorporated under the statutes. Like here in my lawsuit, the attorney didn't want to go anywhere near the statutes, the tax statutes. The closest he came is he cited this Title 53-8811, Sean. And here's what 8811 is. It's an enumerated list of taxable subjects, houses, uh, trailers, uh, uh, what equipment's taxable. But in Section A above that, it states, before you can get to that list, Sean, 
It states, made taxable by the laws of the Commonwealth. The question is, what laws made the property taxable from the Commonwealth? How do we get to this list? What laws are you relying on? So you can ask for that. What, like I said, that's that third question. What statute, what legally lawfully promulgated statute are you relying on to put my non-commercial property on your ad valorem tax roll? And you're going to get some citing of statutes. That's the basis for your lawsuit, because when you sue them and you look at my lawsuit, you'll see references to my record request. Hey, I asked for this. They told me they don't have it. <laughs> you know, they, they couldn't provide any assessment. They couldn't provide any return. And here's the best one, Sean. When you look at the definition of ad valorem, ad valorem talks about uh, their taxes on duties, okay, and goods. That's what ad valorem is. It's a tax on duties and goods. So I asked in a record request, provide a record of the ad valorem duties happening at said property, my property. And they actually wrote back. Now, I love this one. And I put it in my lawsuit right away. I had it up here at the top. The uh, record coordinator for the county stated our solicitor, which is their attorney, told me that I can answer this in, in the following way. The ad valorem duties happening at this property are the property taxes. <laughs> so, so wait, the property taxes are now the ad valorem duties. No, no, no. The ad valorem duties are, are on goods and certain things. That's how you get the ad valorem tax. <laughs> the tax itself is not an ad. It, it doesn't become just a magical tax. It's got to be on some kind of good. There's only three ways to state that, that the uh, government can tax on. It's in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1 of the Federal Constitution. They can tax through duties, imposts, and excises. Duties and imposts have to do with importing and exporting. Uh, Sean, are you doing any importing and exporting at your house? <laughs> Not recently, no. Okay, now, yeah, geez, I could have swore I see you importing some cars from Japan or something. Okay. Uh, so you're not doing any importing exporting. So the only other tax they could charge is an excise tax. And here's how, here's how the actual tax system is written in every state. We just talked about an entity organized and incorporated under the statutes. So say I'm Joe Smith and I have a – I build a garage on my property that I use for a paint shop. I paint cars, okay? And I, I actually registered with the state. And I got a doing business as – you know, the, the ID and I got a tax identification number and I you know went through the process. I organized and incorporated my business under the state statutes. So now the state, when I registered that business, they look at it this way, that they're providing a business privilege to me to be conducting business in the forum state. They're the taxable district in that forum state. I'm conducting a privilege when I filed that, that for that license for that when I registered the business. So what they'll do is they'll charge me a an excise tax on, on the income I bring in on the business, and they'll charge me a tax on the property that I'm using to conduct the business. That's that shop I built out back to, to paint the cars. You gotta have that that property's gotta be used in the conducting of the business in order to become taxable. And there's court cases been argued, people have been arguing about, well, this is double taxation, I'm being doubly taxed. I'm paying an income tax and I'm paying this property tax. And the courts have said, no, 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 no. The one's an excise tax. That's the duties imposed on excise we talked about from the federal constitution. It's also in your state constitution. That's the duties imposed on excise. They're charging an excise tax on the income the guy's making from painting the cars. And they're charging him a property tax because he's using his property to conduct the business. 
And if he was a legitimate taxpayer, what else would he apply for, Sean? A homestead exemption. Why? Because he's using a portion of his home to conduct the business. Because you can't really tax the other part of his property where his family lives. That's what the homestead exemptions are for. All right. Very interesting. I was taking notes during this interview here, guys, and I did want to follow up, but uh, Alphonse just took us there. The first thing you need to know is that you need to demand a return, demand the return that was filed for the property to create the assessment. And that assessment must have three elements, but they'll only show you one, which is market value. The second thing you do is ask for the actual signed assessment. And the third thing you do is ask for the legally and lawfully promulgated statutes that they say they followed to put your non-commercial property on the tax roll. Okay, dumb guy question. Sure. Who do you reach out to and demand those three things from? Is it your property tax assessor? Is it the guys at the county? Who specifically do we ask those three things uh, for? Every county has a records coordinator. It doesn't matter. If you don't know the name of the record coordinator, you'll probably find it online. But you just if you just send it to the county, whatever the main county's address is, they'll get it to the records coordinator. So you don't have to be real specific. As long as you address it to your county, wherever your county receives mail, They'll get it to the records coordinator. Then the records coordinator, coordinator will run around to the head assessor and she'll run to this person. And here's your standard feedback you'll get, Sean. Okay, ready? <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Fagiola, this, this uh, record request would demand, uh, get, get, now, get this now, Sean, legal research. And we're not, we're not required to do legal research. Well, let's think about this. You people are making legal determinations that you can do things to me. Okay? But when I ask for records to prove that, you're saying, well, we, we don't really have any records. We would have to do legal research. We, we, we would really have to find out if we could really do this. Right, right. A, a, a ridiculous argument they make. OK, so you want to get it, just get it to your county. OK, and you're going to get the standard response of saying either we don't have any record to meet the request. That's a standard one you'll get. They'll state either. uh Mr. Fagiola's record request requires legal uh, would re- require legal uh, investigation, and, and we're not required to do legal investigation. They're going to give you every reason in the world showing why they don't have these records, and I don't care. That's fine. All I care is that I have those three record requests on uh, on file, so that when I sue them, I can use them in my suit. Remember about the third part, Sean, where I said legally and lawfully promulgated records? Yeah, uh, that, that statutes that give you the authority to put my non-commercial property on your Avalon tax roll. Remember we talked about inherent rights, Sean, that, that the county and the municipality has zero inherent rights? Right. Remember, it's got to be, show me the legally lawfully promulgated statute. That means it's got to be a legal process. It's got to be in writing, a legal process that you're relying on. What statutes did this did the legislature grant to you what, through, through statute? What did they give you? What statutes did they grant through that statute that gave you authority to put this non-commercial piece of property on an Avalon tax roll. Show them to me, you know, show me the record of them. And you're going to get a generic one. Like I said, they'll, they'll send you something. And when you learn how to read through this, Sean, it becomes very transparent that they don't know what they're doing. And I tell people when you get that stuff, we, we love seeing that stuff in our group, like the responses they get back. Cause they'll say the craziest stuff, Sean, they'll make the craziest claims in these record requests. They'll say stuff like I did for my buddy's record request. The lawyer lied and said they couldn't give us the record because there's an ongoing criminal investigation. <laughs> you know, know what the crime was, Sean? He was parking his 2017 Corvette on his own lawn. Okay, 
<laughs> oh my god yeah no so, this is the overreach that we need to stand up and fight against and, and let me just say something here so james tracy who i've had on the show and i mentioned that at the beginning of this thing too uh he was on with uh, randy kelton and we had yes. that long conversation uh, i titled the name of that one uh, knowledge is power now you mentioned steve emerson i think that uh, my friend uh, james is an attache of both steve emerson and yours i know he holds you both in high esteem and uh, folks you can find alphonse's material alphonse fagiola on telegram so we'll talk about that here at the end of the uh, interview let me ask you one thing here as sure. it relates to the filing of your lawsuit and i learned this from uh, and i learned this from james when you have a state issue you file in federal court when you have a federal issue you file in state court is that why you filed this lawsuit in federal district court oh yeah yeah listen you, you, you the, 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 there's an animosity between the stateies and the feds they don't like each other and there's actually there's videos i've seen on youtube where uh i think they, they showed up to a guy's house on uh, a Fed. Uh, I think it's claiming he's from the FBI. Showed up to a guy's house. The guy bought guns at a gun show. And the FBI guy showed up to get like an accounting of the guns or something. So the guy called, got called the local police. And within like, when they showed up, within five minutes, they literally had the guy on the ground showing with their foot on his back. Okay. <laughs> Tell him, don't get up. And he's saying, I'm the FBI. So I, we don't care who you are. Okay. So there's sort of a dislike between the FBI and the uh, uh, the locals. Yeah. So if you have a you have a local problem, you know, with the locals. When I say locals, I'm talking county, and I'm talking your local municipality, your your town, your city, your borough. You go to the feds, and if you have a federal problem like the IRS. Stay out of federal court. Bring them to the locals. Bring them to the state court. I think we've sussed this out to the degree that people who do have the fire in their belly to take this on. And uh, I'd recommend, as you mentioned, that people take Dr. Fred Graves' course, How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer. I'll leave the link below. I know that uh, James Tracy took that course and uh, you spoke highly of it. So for people who do have the fire in their belly to take this on, you can ask the county for those three things. And then when you get the response... Really, somebody with the fire in their belly, Alphonse, could use your lawsuit as the blueprint to file their own lawsuit. I mean, is it really that simple? It sounds like yeah, you've got for the first time ever, and that's why Steve's. I mean, Steve's been a big influence with me with this stuff, and that's why he's sort of helped me along with this stuff and taught me this stuff. And because listen, like you, he said, listen, we're going to lose this country. Okay, if people don't wake up, listen, Sean, they're going to tax you out of your home eventually. Okay. There, there's a town in, uh, I think it's a, it's, it's called Brick Township in New Jersey. I think the taxes were up to like $23,000 on certain properties. $23,000. How do you sell your house to somebody? Who's going to come buy your house, Sean, with $23,000 in property taxes? Yeah. Okay. That's these are point. not mansions on like, you know, the Riviera or something, you know, you know, these are people's homes and, and eventually they're going to literally tax you out of your property. Right. And so we're trying to wake the people up. And uh, listen, there, there's Steve Emerson's causing havoc down there in Florida, and I'm hoping to cause havoc here in Pennsylvania. And then we'll get, you know, other guys like my other guys in my group, they'll cause havoc in their states, you know, and then we need people to follow us to basically take my suit, take it and start go to your state tax code. And see, let's see, Alphonse has this. And do a search on like some of the, the, the terms I have in there and guarantee, Sean, you're going to start finding statutes that match up. And sort of piece it together and outline it. So you have a blueprint now of, of what the tax suit should look like, what you should cover. There's only and there's only five entities you're going to sue in a tax suit, Sean. You're going to sue the county. You're going to sue the county's tax claim bureau. You're going to sue 
the county assessor, that the manager, he's the one responsible for putting the properties on the tax roll. So you want to sue the county assessor. And when you sue him, Sean, you sue him in his official and his individual capacity, which means his home bank account business come at risk when you sue him in his individual capacity. You're going to sue your local tax collector because they serve a dual role, Sean. They're collecting local taxes for the local city, local borough, and they're also collecting that school tax and they're collecting the county tax. Uh, and they're the ones that are filing returns and stuff with the county saying you're not. And there's a the thing, too. When they file a return with the county, they're here in Pennsylvania, they're supported by an affidavit. So to me, they're perjuring themselves. Right. That woman has no authority to be filing affidavit saying I owe this tax and I didn't file it. So you want to go down there. You basically you want to start doing this. You want to start calling these people on the carpet with doing this stuff. And uh, so take my suit and go through it with a fine tooth comb and just match it up. Yeah, there you go. And and your last one you want to sue is uh, my favorite, the tax bureau manager. Now, get this, Sean. <clears throat> and I, I tell people to do this. And, and listen, and it hurts my rear end. It hurt my rear end to walk in and do this, Sean. But I had to walk in and pay the back taxes on the first property I bought. And there's a reason I did that. Because Steve said, listen, if you don't bring the property up to, to you know zero, the first motion they're going to file is they're going to call you a disgruntled taxpayer. Mr. Fadjol is a disgruntled taxpayer. That's the only reason he's bringing his suit. He's just a disgruntled taxpayer. He can't pay the tax, blah, blah, blah. So you want to take that away from him. So as much as it hurt my rear end to do that, I had to walk in and, and file the uh, and, and pay that, that, that tax. So that that is no longer an argument for them. Because I want them to argue what's in the four corners of that complaint. I'm going to keep that attorney in the four corners of the complaint. Now, we were down there before, Sean, me and my buddy Carmen, okay? They're going to love this. And I get a chance to talk to the girl that does, they call them the upset sales. That's where they literally steal the property from people. And they, they, they literally auction people's property off at a sheriff's sale on the steps of the courthouse. And she coordinates all this. So I get a chance to talk to her and I'm being real nice and I'm being real cordial. And I said, uh, I said, so I said, so uh, I said, you're giving titles out with the property. She goes, Oh no, no. She said, I, I can't give you a title. She said, I, I can't give titles out. And I said, because Sean, you can't sell property without title, okay? You got to have the title to sell the property. And uh, so I'm just baiting her along. And I said, uh, so I said, uh, so you're selling properties without titles? And I'm not kidding you, Sean. And Carmel backed me up on it. She looked at us with a smile on her face. And she said, buyer beware. <laughs> oh, my God. Buyer beware. So does that seem like she knows? Geez, you know, this is not like a really above board process. Sean, where do you know in America where you buy real estate? Listen, Sean, imagine coming to me as a real estate and, and I sell you a house. Like, listen, Sean, I can't give you the keys. <laughs> I got no keys to give you. And oh, by the way, Sean, there's a family living in there. Okay. And we can't go in and see the property, but there's a family living there. And listen, you're going to get the, you're going to have to go get the sheriff and a court order to evict the family living there, Sean. But it's your property. I sold it to you, Sean. It's all yours. We don't buy property like that. And that's not how people, guess what? People buying these tax sale properties could lose that property like that. A guy like me comes along, a guy like Steve comes along, a guy like, guy like a couple people in our group like James come along. Guess what? Somebody might buy a property, put $50,000 in to fix it, move a family, sell it, whatever. Guess what? I can come back and get that property two years, three years. It doesn't matter how long it passed. I can, it could be 10 years I can go back and get that property back. And they're going to have to give me that property back. 
And they're going to have a problem, the county, because now they got a family living in there. Okay, Now they got to get the family out of there. The only way they're going to do that is through money. And you technically could sue whoever bought that tax deed on your property, whoever bought that property. You could you could sue them also because you don't buy property that way, Sean. You, you can only buy property with the title. Only the title holder can sell you the property. The county never has title. They, they never acquire title. And for a real taxpayer, Sean, in the county, Here's how the tax laws work. If I'm a real business and I own equipment and I say I owe $10,000 to the county and I'm not paying it, they can literally come in and seize $10,000 worth of my property, my equipment, and sell it and auction it off. So let's relate this back to the average homeowner, okay, me and you. So, Sean, you don't pay this $10,000 tax. So, Sean, what are you going to do? Come to your home and go, listen, we're going to auction off this four foot by four foot square on Sean's front lawn. Okay, We're going to sell that little square. There's no process for that. And and what makes it even more egregious is they literally sell the whole property. And what they're technically supposed to do, even with a taxpayer, is if there's $10,000 owed and they sell it for $150,000, they're supposed to take their $10,000 and return $140,000 to the people that had the property. But that's not what they're doing. They're literally just keeping the money. They're literally stealing property from people. It's flat out theft. Okay, there's no 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 qualms about it. It's theft. They're stealing property. Yeah, they're stealing property. It's theft by taxation. And uh, that gal who said buyer beware when it came to the titles. Can you hear me on that? I mean, buyer beware. Are you kidding me? She sounds like the local mafia collector who works for the local crime boss at the county. We looked at each other, me and my buddy, and our jaws dropped. We're like, dude, did she just say that? You know, this, it's a shame we didn't record it, you know. But we we're like, oh my God. Like, and like it flat out admitted it, you know. Buyer beware. Because buyer beware also for her, also, though, and for her boss. Because now her boss, Sharon, she's in the lawsuit, Karen Duffy. That's, that's her boss got sued. So buyer beware, Karen. You know, buyer beware. Ha ha ha. You know? yeah, no. Now you're getting sued, you know? <laughs> See, that's what I love about what you and Fred Graves and uh, Alphonse and, of course, James Tracy bring to the table. It is the ability for we, the people, to hold these people accountable, especially when they break the law. And uh, I'll uh, and I'll share one last news item here. I'm not sure if this is terrific news or not. It looks like good news to me. We'll get Alphonse's thoughts. States are not entitled to windfalls in tax disputes, Supreme Court rules. In a unanimous decision, the justices sided with a 94-year-old woman who got nothing when a Minnesota county sold her condominium to recoup unpaid taxes. See, guys, if we don't take action against these people, they will victimize anybody they can, including a 94-year-old woman. That's funny you brought that case up, Sean, because didn't we just talked about that. Like, they, 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 technically... First of all, they, they they're, they're, her lawyer screwed up, Sean, big time. Her lawyer screwed, majorly screwed up, her law firm that had that case. They brought her in as a taxpayer. They should have never brought a 94-year-old woman as a taxpayer. They should have brought her in just like I'm, I'm coming into court. She's not a taxpayer. She should have got all that money back and the house back. But what that county did, just like we just talked about, they like whatever she owed in back taxes, they were supposed to take that and give her the rest of the money, whatever they got for the sale. They just kept the whole thing. So that was the basis of that lawsuit. But I blame, I, I, I reacted differently to that lawsuit than most people did. To me, I, I, that was a travesty what they did to that woman. Even her law firm uh, did a disservice to her because they should have never brought a 94-year-old, 94-year-old woman as a taxpayer into that court. How is she a taxpayer? What taxable ad duties are occurring in her property? 
None. Okay. That's a condominium. It's her property. She owns that property. They should have they should have brought her in just like I went into that suit, basically. I'm not a taxpayer. There's no statutory process to put my condominium, in her case, on your tax roll. Instead, her attorneys fought the other case. So they worry me, those, those news reports. Because you know what they remind me of? They almost seem like they're planted stories. Like, you know, like like people are cheering because, look, she she got some of her money back. Yay! But they still stole the property from her, Sean. Yeah, because they're evil. I mean, they're heart of darkness evil. Let's just look at this. Imagine the evil, and uh, these people hide behind their officialdom in their official capacity as whatever their title is because they work for the state, the all-powerful state. This case concerned a 94-year-old woman in Minnesota who had stopped paying property taxes on her condo after moving into an assisted living center. By the time Hennepin County seized the property, the woman, Geraldine Tyler, owed about 2000 bucks in taxes. Are you kidding me? $2,000? They're going to seize the entire property and another 13000 in penalties and interest and that's how they get you right two thousand bucks they say and what you were assessed that you owed but thirteen thousand in penalties and interest these people are so evil the condo sold the county sold the condo at auction for forty thousand and boy does that sound low you can't buy anything in the state of minnesota in hennepin county for forty thousand dollars let me assure you alphonse uh and it kept not only the fifteen thousand they say that they were owed but also the remaining 25000 retaining the entire value of a confiscated property, even when the debts owed amounted to a small portion of it, is authorized by Minnesota quote-unquote law. These John, people I would love are to corrupt. Know, I would love to know who bought that property. And here's here's I just helped a guy with an, uh, an actual legitimate estate case where his aunt passed away. And the sister, they, they try to knock him out of the will, okay? And we got we got a three hundred thousand dollars settlement when it all shook shook out. So he walked away with three hundred thousand when it all shook out. But get this, Sean, they did steal the home, okay? The the, the aunt's home. You're gonna love this one, Sean. The sister states that there was no more money in this state, and, and that you know uh, uh, that they there was no more money to pay the bills for the state, and it was really the property was paid off. The only thing left on there was the taxes and whatever keep the utilities going. So the sister claims there's no more money. So the state, the 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 uh, the, uh, uh, the court, the probate court, literally decided that they were going to take the property and list it with a law firm to sell it. Now, get this: the law firm that they listed the property with, an attorney in the law firm, Sean, bought the property. But here's how he did it. Okay, he didn't buy it directly. You're gonna love this one, Sean. He didn't buy it directly because he didn't want his name on the property directly. So here's what he did: he had his sister. Purchased the property well under market value. Like you, you, you talk about with her, $40,000. Same thing here. They sold this property well under market value. So the guy had his sister go in and purchase the property. And at the closing table, Sean, she signed it over to him. Okay. So his name wasn't on the final, you know, his name wasn't on the final closing documents. Her name was. And at the same sitting, she literally signed the property over to him. So he's got, now get this, Sean. We found out he owns 50 properties. How many properties do you think he bought through this little scam of a probate process? I'd love to know who bought her property for $40,000, Sean. Who yeah. got that property for that steal? Yeah, me too. It's right here in black and white. The county sold the condo at auction. It begs the question, who knew about the auction? 
probably precious few people if it only sold for $40,000, because I can assure you, even if it was just a one bedroom condo in Hennepin County, even in the worst part of Hennepin County, that thing is worth at least $100,000 and more likely closer to 130,000 or more 40,000. You can't buy jack squat in Hennepin County, Minnesota. That's really the heart of Minneapolis, guys. That's a big metropolitan city. $40,000 for a condo? No. I'll bet that was an insider deal. I'll bet some whoever bought that for $40,000, they had some tie to local government. Somebody somebody filled them in on something. I'll yeah. guarantee you that's an Somebody insider. in the know that knew the auction was occurring and when the auction was occurring. Because who would know about these auctions, Alphonse? Precious few people, probably. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, and by the way, by the way, who with a good heart would want to victimize a 94 year old woman by taking part in the auction to steal her property? That's the other thing. I wouldn't take part in it. I don't want her condo. I don't want to steal it. I don't want to buy her condo under market value so I can profit from her despair, from her victimization. Yeah, it's sort of like not only is it illegal to be buying property that way, because there's, yes. there's really no process to buy somebody's non-commercial home just because the county said they sold it to you you know it's wholly immoral that's the other it is immoral because i mean literally you're profiting off of somebody who hit bad time listen if it's a legitimate taxpayer somebody registered with the state and they got a business and and that's a tax sale that's fine okay that's a legitimate purchase but if you're buying somebody 94 woman's home okay that i don't know that's just bad karma you know i i I couldn't do it i i wouldn't want to profit off something like that yeah you and me both all right so for those listening who do want a copy of your lawsuit of course you sent it to me but it's not in pdf form how do people find the lawsuit so they can read through it and use it as a blueprint go up on telegram it's available there for download uh and uh like i said and and what i ask people to do is listen if you want to change this thing because i know you're, you're real big on let's make changes yeah i am too and and what bothers me is when people get an opportunity to actually make changes, they a lot of times they don't act. Listen, there's I, I sent out the 340 media outlets. Another guy just found another 500 media outlets. Go up there and call my DA, call my sheriff, call call the uh, call call the attorney that filed the, the, that crap, that the motion, and ask them why are they not filing an answer to this lawsuit? If there, if there's a legitimate process, Sean, why are you people not filing an answer here? Start putting pressure on these people because. When that wave starts and the word gets out, then you're not going to have just me filing suits. Sure, maybe we get 10 people next couple months file a suit. And then in a year, we got 100 people filing suits. And then when it starts getting too expensive for them, for the insurance company to pay these settlements, they're going to come to the county and go, knock it off. We're not going to pay these settlements anymore. So then the next time when somebody pops up and starts questioning why they're non-commercial properties under tax roll, maybe they'll just take the property off instead of getting sued again and losing a, a ton of money. So you got to go after these people. And I look at it this way, Sean, I always tell people, listen, if you look like a basic traffic ticket, it'll cost $150. By the time a guy like me and James or Randy Kelton get done with a ticket like that, here's what it's going to look like. <laughs> We're going to have bar grievances filed. Uh, We're going to have judicial complaints filed. Criminal complaints against the judge, the attorneys, okay? Uh, then uh, we're going to basically file a lawsuit and sue them in their official individual capacity. And you're going to have to go get a, they're going to have to go, the, the county, whoever they're working for is going to have to go get them an attorney, which is also going to bang their insurance company because the insurance company's got to pay for this attorney. This is all going to happen showing over a $150 traffic ticket. 
If you do this just once, you bang these people around with criminal complaints, judicial complaints, bar grievances, and sued them, really actually sued them, how many times do you think they want to see you again, Sean, for a traffic ticket? You think they want to want you back? Never again. Think the judge is going to tell the cop, don't ever bring that guy in my court again. I filed criminal complaints against me, judicial complaints, then sued me. You know, you want to become a thorn in their side, but you don't do it through protesting. You do it through exercising your constitutionally protected rights. Constitution don't grant you rights. It only protects your rights. Yeah. Go exercise your rights. And the only way you're going to do that is not through letters, not through petitions. It's through suing these people. So get into groups like mine, get into groups like James, get into groups like uh, Brandon Sibley's, and they, they call them Big Sib. Get in these groups and learn how to write a lawsuit. Get the Graves course. Hit Sean's link. $250, best $250 you're ever going to spend. And when you learn this stuff to, to the, the parents, teach your kids this stuff. Start teaching your 12-year-old, your 13-year-old this stuff. Start m- meshing it into their education. Because that's the most valuable thing you could ever teach a kid is how to hand your, handle yourself in the courts. Because the rest of their life, they're going to be dealing with local government and federal government. And if they can get these tools and learn how to sue these people, like Steve told me, your goal is you got two goals. Get them away from you and get them away from your property. And that's what you want to do. And that's what you want to do with your kids. Teach your kids how to do that. So when somebody sticks their nose in their business and starts messing with them, teach your kid how to go sue them. Because you're the average dumb American, 99.9% of American, Americans have no clue on how to start a lawsuit. They'll have to run to an attorney, and that's the last guy in the world you want to file a lawsuit for you. Because he could care less about your suit. He's going to bleed you dry. And there's certain things he will not do for you that you need him to do to win. That's the best way you can fix this country is start suing these people. Start taking action, but real action, not not protests and petition campaigns. No, go learn basic law. Take that course, hit Sean's link, and go start suing people. And when you start suing people, they're going to go, leave that guy alone. I don't want to bother with him. And that's how we fix this country. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, guys, I will leave the link to Dr. Fred Graves, How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer, down below. But uh, last question for you, not having read through your entire uh, lawsuit, what is the redress for your grievance that you're asking for? Is it just that they stop assessing your property with taxes? You just want the property tax to stop? Or are you also asking for – Are what else are you asking for in addition to that, Alphonse? Yeah, my suit's a little unique, and I got I learned that from Steve. What, what there's there's in there, there's there's equitable relief I'm asking for. I'm asking for triple damages. So I, I, I guesstimated over the last 45 years that my parents and I have owned that property – They've literally taken about $180,000 in taxes, okay? So I'm entitled to all that back, and I'm actually entitled to triple those damages, Sean. So it's 189 times three. And then you also ask for 200 times punitive damages because it's not just me they're doing this to Sean. They're doing this to tens of thousands of people throughout Pennsylvania. Uh, the county's doing it to you know thousands of houses throughout the Delaware County. They're have, they have property that should be under tax roll. They have it under tax, tax roll. So we ask for 200 times punitive damages. That could literally put you up around $38 million. Uh, so that's how you get to the big numbers. You get triple damages. And people pull these damages out of the rent, Sean. You can't do that. You got to go for what your actual damages are. That's the 189. And then you're entitled. There's case law that, that and there's statutes that entitle you to triple damages. So that's how you get from, to 189 times three, which is just under 600,000. And then you're entitled to, there's, there's case precedent that you're entitled to 200 times punitive damages, 
that would put you up towards the $37, $38 million mark. That's that's how you get to the big numbers legitimately. That's how you would work with that. I'm also asking for an injunctive relief. Hey, make these people go away. They, these people that, you know, they have no right to be taxed on the property, have no right to be sending me anything. So you ask for injunctive relief that, that, that both the county and their underlings to stop bothering you, okay? And there's a, there's a little twist that I have in my suit that, that I learned from Stephen, and this puts the fear of God in them, uh, John. You look in my suit, I'm hitting state and federal criminal statutes in there. Do you see that? Count one, count two, count three, count four. These are crimes. These are felonies. Theft of a movable property, Pennsylvania, Title 18, Section 3921B. Theft of a movable property, Sean, means anybody that's exercising rights and property that they don't have. That they're, they're That's exactly what the county's doing, okay? That's called theft of a movable property. So what I'm asking also in that suit is equitable relief, pay me the damages, Yobi, junk of relief, get my property off your tax roll. It has no right being there. And oh, by the way, I want to request the impoundment of a federal grand jury. Matter of fact, I think I demanded the impoundment of a federal grand jury. These people need to be indicted, okay? This is this is federal racketeering on a massive scale. Not just in Pennsylvania, not just in Delaware County. This is happening in every county throughout the country. This is federal racketeering. It meets every definition of federal racketeering. So I've also asked for an impoundment of, of a federal grand jury. So now, now we're no longer dealing with just civil claims where, where, where the insurance company comes in and pays the bill. Now we're talking about where people could actually go to jail for doing illegal stuff that they shouldn't be doing. And I don't care if you're improperly trained. That's your job when you got that job to understand your job. Just because somebody gets a job and tells you to put a gun to my head and pull the trigger doesn't give you authority to do that. Well, that's pretty much what they're doing when they're stealing somebody's home. Okay? They're literally just they're putting a gun to somebody's head. Hey, pay us this money or we're going to come sell your home. That's extortion. It's theft. So they got to be dealt in those three areas. they got to be dealt equitable relief. Give me the money you stole from me. And I think you, people should have to pay me punitive damages because you're not just doing this to me. And you tortured me for four years doing this stuff. And I also want injunctive relief. Stop bothering me. I don't want you people ever to step foot on my property again. I don't ever want another piece of mail from the county or the borough. I don't exist in, in your area. My property's invisible to you people. And I also think you people should be indicted. Okay. I want to see a federal grand jury hand down a true bill on you people and have you people prosecuted and imprisoned because that's what you deserve because you're literally stealing money and property from people without any due process whatsoever, which violates the state constitution, violates the federal constitution. So that's why I asked for my suit. All right. Well, Alphonse clearly has the fire in his belly to take this on. Alphonse. Keep us informed about how this goes, will you? I'll get you back on anytime. Anytime you have new breaking news regarding your lawsuit. And in the meantime, people can find you, Alphonse Fagiola, over on Telegram. Would you send me the specific link? I have issues with Telegram. People know this. It just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. I'm on Signal. That seems to work fine. But send me the actual link to where you want people to go on Telegram, and I will link that below. Will do, Sean. No problem. All right. All right. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about before we let you go? I sure do appreciate your time today. No, thank you for having me. Listen, to me, I think the most egregious thing in this country right now, I don't care. Listen, Biden and illegal immigration, that's great. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Fix your problems. You got to be able to fix your problems first before you can help your neighbor, before you can help your family. Start fixing this stuff, okay? Start getting into this stuff. It's not as complicated as you think it is. And I know most people look at things and they build a, they build a wall in front of them. And it, that's too complicated. I don't have time. I'm, it's not. Take baby steps. Do a record request. 
You know what a record request is? It's a simple state procedure. It'll take you a couple minutes to write up and send it. That'll start getting your feet wet to see how these people respond back to you. Start taking action. The only way we're going to save this country, it's not through a politician. There's no magical politician going to come along and fix this stuff. We got to fix it one man, one woman at a time. So we want to try and get an army of Steve Emerson's, an army of Alphonse's in each county that are coming after these people and making them literally pay for this stuff to the point where they've got to fix it. They've got to change it, start following the actual laws instead of just running over people. So that's pretty much it is just, just take that first step. It's not that complicated. Yeah. And uh, that's how we change the behavior. You know, time and time again, that's what I hear from Fred Graves, James Tracy, and others. We just want their criminal behavior to cease. We want them to stop behaving criminally. And uh, one way to do that is to hold them personally accountable and name them specifically in these lawsuits like you have. Guys, our guest has been Alphonse Fagiola. You can find him on Telegram. The link is below. Alphonse, thank you for your voice. Thank you for your courage. And thanks for the knowledge you've shared here today. appreciate you. Thanks for the forum, Sean. All right, brother. Thank you so very much. And friends, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. A special thanks to our subscribe stars and our members at sgtreport.tv. I know the numbers are dwindling, guys. Times are tight. But for those who are still with us, thank you so much for your support. Thanks for keeping us in the fight for truth and real news and for real news every single day for free. We charge nothing for admission. Check us out for free at thephaser.com, thelibertymill.com, and of course, sgtreport.com. Those are antidotes to corporate propaganda and mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. We are truly at this point living in a banana republic. We live in a banana republic financially, uh, socially, and the fact that the rule of law is gone. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home 
Homes Wall Outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.